Guys, what is going on, man? Welcome back to another episode of the Arsenio Buck Show. Big shout out to my folks out there in Haiti and Port-au-Prince, man. And, of course, Tanzania, man. We get a lot of, I'm getting a lot of people from around the world uh, to tune in and whatnot. So, man, I'm just so grateful for all of you. And you know what? With that being said, man, we need to get into these uh, low-trust organizational taxes. Today, I'm going to get into the politics and disagreement. I'm going to tell you about both. And then I'm going to give you my side of the story. You know what? What these low trust taxes actually do to an organization. So let's just let's talk about politics first. In an organization, politics is defined as the use of tactics and strategy to gain power. So you got office politics. They divide the culture, okay, against itself by creating conflict. Got it? Does that make sense? So office politics they generate the behaviors such as like withholding information in fighting trying to read the tea leaves operating with hidden agendas behaviors result in all kinds of wasted time energy and money in addition they poison company cultures derail strategies and sabotage initiatives relationships and careers so Remember, I like I always give examples, guys, and I love giving these examples because it just brings a state of awareness to you where, well, you know, to where if you actually end up going into a new organization, you're able to assess the problems there with a clear mind and saying, oh, man, there's a lot of politics involved at this place. Do I want to continue working here? You see, but a lot of people, which I'm going to talk about the whole disengagement side of it. They just continue to stay. So when it comes to politics, there was a guy that I work for, uh, work with, at a company way outside Bangkok. Right, this guy, what, fifty two years old from the Netherlands, whatever. And you know what? I realized that he was a snake. So let's just put it this way: Why is this guy a snake, Arsenio? Well, we would take a taxi from one point to another point, right? So this, uh, let's just say it's probably about let's say twenty thirty miles away. And we would taxi it up all the way down the road. Now, did I like going with this guy? Not really, because he would bitch for the duration of that, of course, that ride. And you know what? I just try avoiding him at all costs because he was just poison to me. Um, Everything he touched turned to shit. He was a parasite. And so there was one time he was like, no, man, I don't want to take a taxi anymore. I'm going to take my own motorbike. I'm going to stick you with, a, uh, what is it, a $10 taxi bill, which is extremely pricey out here in Thailand. And so I told my boss, I said, uh, cool, ma'am, you know, uh, you know, Hubert's just going to take his motorbike so he could save on cost, but he doesn't give a damn about me. That is a snake. He did this five weeks into the course. We're halfway through and he wants to do this now. And I told her, I said, if you let him in the doors of this company, you will regret it. He's going to try to turn this place right upside down. I told her that. And I told, of course, the head teacher at the time, up him that. Yet, of course, they're not going to listen to the black guy. They let him in, and fair enough, he ended up turning the place to shit. He created so much division within the teachers. He was so opinionated, even about books. He would complain and bitch and piss people off. 52-year-old man. Of course, his hidden agendas and his agenda in general was an, an insidious one. And so I stayed away from him because I realized, oh my God, this guy's bitching too much. And I remember going through one of the most controversial 
parts of my podcast at the very beginning stages in the middle of 2016. Uh, and there were like a like there was like a slate of five podcasts where I talked about this. And next thing you know, there was one time, apparently, you know, I was just sitting there at lunch and the head teacher came in. He's like, Arsenio, uh, yeah, so apparently, you know, teachers, they ended, they realized that you had a podcast. And they ended up, they said, you said this on there, they said this, and, you know, they fit the profiles. And I'm like, huh? Who Googled me? So, yes, it was him that Googled me. And it was him that started to create even more division by saying, oh, listen to this, listen to this, AJ said this, AJ, of course my nickname's AJ, AJ said this, AJ said that, and you know what, the cost on that was, and now the thing is, what I was saying was absolutely truthful, the thing is, if you don't like what I'm saying because I'm saying too much truth, well get the hell out of here, why are you even listening to me to begin with, but this guy, he really wanted to try to take my job at that time, so it got even worse. Every time he was around, he would try stepping on my feet. Literally, literally. I'm not talking figuratively. I'm figuratively. I'm talking literally. I remember I walked out of a class and he walked out at the same time and he saw that I was walking really fast and when I turned the corner, he stepped right on my foot. And I'm like, "Seriously?" So I went to the head teacher. I said, "You got one shot to get this piece of shit out of here. You better tell him to back the hell up off me." Or I will send emails to every branch and something will happen here. And so just think about it. A 52-year-old, who knows what, you know what I think. Oh my God, I'm going to get into all of that. But within probably about a week or two weeks, he quit. Because finally, this stupid lady, the man, the kumam lady, she said, listen, we're not going to be getting you any more work. One, because your computers, your students are complaining about you hitting them hitting them he said they're complaining about this they're complaining about that you're not doing this you're not doing that and they said listen your workload's going down and then he complained and she said hey you're out and you know what we ended up listen you know learning the hard way about what this guy really was there was a there was a time that a boy had walked in and he saw this guy and he hurried up and turned away and the front office staff saw she's like what's wrong he's like oh whatever it is i don't want to learn with that teacher and this was a, just a new customer. And so she finally ended up asking that kid after a couple of times, well, what's wrong? He's like, this guy lives in my neighborhood. He has – now, guys, he has an 18-year-old girlfriend. He's 52 years old. His daughter is also 20 years old. Now, his daughter, who knows what's going on between that relation? I don't understand any of that. And so he was a neighborhood drunk. He would spout, he would get angry, he would smash bottles. Everyone in that specific neighborhood, that coat de sac, did not like him and they were scared of him because every night he would get drunk and argue and possibly even beat his his little 18-year-old girlfriend. I remember she came in to drop something off and he was as rude as ever. He was the biggest dickhead. I've never seen anyone treat a girl like that ever. And this is what a lot of these disgusting sex tours actually do when they come out here to Thailand. So, again, the politics, that had to be the highest tax. Why? I ended up never talking to this guy named Gary again. Um, yeah, because, of course, Hubert, he tried creating as much division as he possibly could. So he went after probably the nicest teachers and said, oh, well, he's ta- he said this. He said that about you. And then who knows if they actually even listened to it. But the fact of the matter is that that specific teacher never talked to me again. 
There was another teacher by the name of Robert. Never talked to him again. There was a teacher, another teacher by the name of Mark. Never talked to him again. There were so many. There was one teacher, and he was a dog from the beginning by the name of Ian. He pulled me in one time, and he's like, oh, what, your podcast? All that stuff. Like I said, I walked down the hall for the next probably year and a half not speaking to any of these fools. I would just walk right past them. Can you imagine going to a workplace and working at a place where, you know, you have to walk past these people and never speak to that That's how pathetic it was. And so, again, the politics and the thing is letting people in who have insidious agendas, although one guy had already told you, hey, this guy ain't nothing but trouble. That's what happens. So there was just so much separation. Of course, I could go on and on and on, but there goes that story. So when it comes to disengagement, this is what happens when people continue to work for a company, but they have effectively quit, meaning quit and stay. They put in what effort they must to get their paycheck and not get fired, but they're not given the talent, creativity, energy, or passion. Their bodies are there, but their hearts or minds aren't. There are a lot of reasons for disengagement, but this is one of the biggest reasons. And you know what? There it is. Guys, for the people in Ashburn, Virginia who have been following me for so long, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Two years ago, what happened? I said exactly this without even having read this book. And I said, you know what? My body is there, but my mind is out of there. I'm finished with that place. The students, as as hard as I tried and doing this and doing that, nothing was ever enough, especially for the students. And then they would complain to the staff. The staff wouldn't say anything to me. They would go straight to the monster of a head teacher who was on the side of Hubert. And then those emails would come in. Oh, sorry, we actually uh, we took that class because your students complained. that The most ridiculous, dumbest shit you could ever imagine. Nonetheless... Getting that paycheck and getting fired, that's called complacency or getting fired or just, I'm sorry, not getting fired. That's what I did for the entire year of 2017. My body, my mind wasn't in that work at that language center anymore. And you know what? Dating back to 2016, that was a very, very, that was a fantastic year. Yes, that was the year I went to Vietnam. That was the year I started getting over everything, my podcast, my personal development, disgusting Huber. That was the year I went to Bali. That was the year going into, of course, December. I was at such a high. And guys, I mean, honestly, that's when I should have left. I was at such a peak that I should have just said, uh, let me go. But the thing is, I'm like, well, who else is going to give me a job? I really want to get into Bangkok, but there's no way I can because they won't give me a job at this and that. So many different things were going through my mind. And until, of course, everything had fallen apart, I said, you know what? I have no, I'm not giving you guys anything. I'm not giving my talent, my creativity, my energy, or my passion. And you know what? This disengagement has already happened for a place that I just started working at. Why? Students approached me and they said, hey, well, um, yeah, we want to learn vocabulary and grammar. And I'm like, what, what? You're in a, you're in your country and you want to learn two things that you can learn at home instead of actually speaking? Oh, we already know how to speak. I said, okay, now here we go. I'm not putting any talent, any creativity or energy and especially any passion into this anymore. You two, you two individuals, which have been the bane of all existence, these women between the ages of 17 and 24, they've been the bane of my existence out here in Thailand because Thai women in these age groups, they are just 
monsters to me in the workplace because they always find something to complain about, such as what these two women complained about. And I'm like, you know what? All right. You want me to follow page by page this bullshit that you've learned over the last 20 years of your life? We're good. And now it's like, oh, Arsenio, so what are you there for? You're literally there putting in the effort to just get the money? I'm like, yeah, this probably won't last for the next probably month or so. So there it is, guys. Now, with reading that disengagement, now I understand so many different things in terms of how to handle problems, how to address situations and such as what just happened at work. And, of course, in the past, these are the low-trust organizational taxes, and they have high dividends, and they are the biggest taxes ever. So, I mean, if you're going through this right now, what can you do? Well, we're going to be getting into that, but I want to go over these low trust uh, organizational taxes before we get into, of course, how to go over them. So, guys, there it is. There goes two for you. We're going to be getting into another two tomorrow. So stay tuned for more, and thank you so much for tuning in to another, of course, the Arsenio Buck Show podcast. (laughs) You guys are awesome, and let me know if you got Q&As over and out.